I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. We love you, Lord! Mucha crema tus tacos y se te quema el arroz. You are you are now tuning in to Reform Raza. Our aim is to glorify God through the edification of the saints. Expect practical theology and a draw to be biblical. So if you ask us who we do this for, because this is for the last. This is for the last. Raza. My name is Martin Velasquez alongside with my brother. This is Justin Corona right here. Hey, the only way to start this episode, I gotta do a proper, okay? My name is Martin Velasquez, aka Mr. Firme, aka El Ghetto Taquero, aka if I eat your food, I will critique it. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't say critique. You would judge it compared to your wife's cooking. Well, yeah, that's, <laughs> my wife's cooking is a standard, bro. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you got any AKs or what, bro? You want to do this right? All right, all right. Well, this is Justin Corona, <laughs> aka ex cheerleader, aka uh, uh, I'm, I'm maybe white on the outside, but I'm brown on the inside, <laughs> aka Miklo. Yes, <laughs> and we got our very special guest. And they need no introduction, but they're going to do it anyway. For Christ equals do that. We got the whole clique right here. Say what's up, brothers and Woo! sisters. Dang, we got it. We got it. Yeah, got it. Okay, you want me to okay. do that introduction. All right, all right. <laughs> so my name is Jonathan Gonzalez, aka John the Presby, aka El Presbicano, aka I have a Colombian wife, aka <laughs> I worked so hard in the sun today that I I almost got a tan and I'm brown, aka the only brown dude in an all white reformed church. Hello somebody. <laughs> Who's next? Who's next? What's going on, y'all? This is Josue from Philadelphia. Y'all already know what it is. It's Josue, a.k.a. El Gordito Pero Picosito, a.k.a. El Gordito Los Zapatos Grandes para que no me embarre. Hey, yo, ya se sabe como es. Yo me como todo y me tomo todo también. Yo me... I almost felt like dropping a beat right there and just continue, bro. It's like spitting. Hey, go, go ahead. We got our sister right here. Handle it, handle it. Yes, I am Caro, and I am AKA La Colombiana, AKA from the 305, but I'm currently in New York City. 
Chilling, you know? gospel gangster, aka so, gospel gangster, aka I don't get it, aka. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so gracias. Uh, <laughs> so gracias uh, for coming on on this episode. We had John on on our two previous episodes. This is part three of the conversation that we've been having. Uh, we had Brother Lamont English on here. We had John on here talking about this whole situation with racism and justice and the church. And today's episode, we just want to bring it home. You know what I mean? We want to just um, uh, be more gospel centered on this one. I don't know. We, we talked a lot of things on our past uh, two episodes. Uh, a lot of things. Go back and check those out. You guys haven't checked those out. But today, we really want to bring it home to the gospel itself because mm-hmm. Like I said earlier in our conversation, just preach the gospel has become kind of like a cliche thing during this whole conversation. You know, people would like just to throw that out there. Just preach the gospel. Just preach the gospel. But that, what does that actually entail when we say preach the gospel? Because it's not just uh, words that come come out of my mouth, but it's actually the actions that are the fruit that I produce along with that gospel message. So it's not just go and, and call people to repentance and, you know, say, you know, you're going to go to heaven or hell. But uh, what does that actually look like when I come alongside someone and actually, um, you know, uh, be with them and bear with them through their struggles and through their needs um am i just gonna say you know hey believe in jesus a rato but you know they're they 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 have a need you know i mean they have something they're struggling whether it's a financial issue what's a injustice issue whatever it is am i just gonna say hey just trust jesus and then book it Nah, I would say that is not preaching the gospel. That that is just uh, uh, words coming out of your mouth, but you're not actually demonstrating it right there. You know what I mean? So that's what that's what we're gonna talk about today. Um, so yeah, it's, I just want to ask uh, Sway and Carla, did you guys listen to the conversation uh, that we had, part one and part two? Yeah, we're going to listen to, um, to, to some part one. Them is some long episodes. I mean, oh, we, yeah, I know well. we do some long episodes, but <laughs> just think of the amount of the, the, all the things we're doing this week, I did hear um, what, 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 what you guys and Jonathan and, um, and Lamont were able to, to, to kind of flesh out. And Lamont, that's a passionate brother, man. Oh, yeah, of course. That's a man. passionate brother. Um, and he's a good brother, too, man. I, I Look, a story about Lamont that he probably doesn't remember, but I remember <laughs> right, it was it, it, it was when he was before he went through like that whole. I, th- I think he, at the time he was like a Baptist, and he was just going through this 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 phase where he was trying to figure out his eschatology, right? And um, I was, we were talking about um in in some some, some chat room or something talking about um evangelism. Huh. In India, you know, um, I, I hit I hit him up on on the message. We talked for like forty five minutes about the cross. That brother, he 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 loves him from Jesus, man. So I I definitely love brother passionate about the issues that he's passionate about, man. So I'm I'm, I'm grateful for him. Amen, amen. I'm going to listen to the first and second part. Okay, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Just kick her out. Yeah, all right. Kidding. So uh, we're gonna continue without her. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Justin, go ahead and, and take us. Yeah. So the, the one of the first things um, in this third part, we want to continue to drive home um, the gospel message and, and our response as believers and the response of the church. So um, one of one of the first things we want to tackle is what let let us revisit the gospel in light of everything that's going on. Let us revisit the gospel. 
And so what is the gospel for, for those that maybe are just new to this channel, new to just listening on these issues? Let us first talk about the gospel. So for, for you guys, what is the gospel? Mm. Uh, right here, I think I, I think I would like Caro to bring her um, her little, what was it, like your five-point thing? That uh, it was like... Uh, creation, fall, redemption, and yes um, yeah you, you can start it we, we could tackle each one because i think i think that categorizes it pretty good mm-hmm. uh the gospel uh the gospel starts at creation right right yeah so, you, you, so i don't know we, we could we could we could all i guess because there's a lot of us we could kind of take turns and and go down mm-hmm. that list um yeah so starting with creation god like the first thought that comes to mind is like the garden of eden or some type of like god's idea of like communion with humanity um that's a fall at in the garden um was when adam and eve sinned and kind of like destroyed that ideal communion with god um, and so then that's, that becomes like our problem as humanity from there. It's just like our, like sinfulness just is passed down from the first atom to the rest of like the rest of humanity. And the only solution is redemption, which comes through Jesus. Um, and that is Jesus becoming man, Jesus being born of a virgin coming to earth, living the perfect life that since Adam, we could not live as human beings. Um, And then dying, which um, dying and and coming back to life, which defeats the power of death that that was brought on by sin. Um, And coming back to life and and then so then it's creation fall redemption and then glorification which is our ultimate hope in christ we get to get like back that is like our ultimate hope that we get to have that um garden reality once again in christ because of what he did for us and so that's that's how i personally have like processed um all of this this whole like Social justice. Woo, yeah. <laughs> is that hey, someone else? You know, that is a little right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to go pause, go get me a right now. <laughs> hey, I got a quick question. Do you, do you guys have a little right there on the East Coast? You got, you don't got the. So, oh, what man. Is that? Oh. So, so we don't have a little right? But, but, um, but we do have restaurants and food trucks that, oh, that give us food with a little bit. Oh, I mean, man. but we do have Iraguelos, right? Where the, 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 the Iraguas, I think it might have are, to do with the temperature over there. I don't know. It, it, I don't know. Because, I don't know. Yeah, because over here we got the food trucks as well and the taqueros. Um, but oh, we also man. have uh, iloteros where they go around with the. It's almost like one of those like small little ice cream carts, and then they yeah. got they got their corn, they got, um, they got the chips, the raspados, they got all that. They got raspados right there on the spot, man. 
Ooh. Yeah, nah, I haven't seen one of those yet. Oh, oh man. Hey. <laughs> hey. That, that that that's how you know you 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 in a you in a place you live in a place where there's a lot of rasta around. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. walking around. <laughs> Serious. Hey, and then hey, this lady this lady knows, bro. This lady knows she comes because she know we going by, and we always yeah do, she you know? knows. And and if you're in a good area, if if you're in a good area, they might have some tamales on there too. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying, especially during Christmas time, man. Christmas time, you find tamales. Everyone's slinging tamales like everywhere. Tamales. You go to the parking lot of Walmart, they're there. You oh, go to yeah. Foodfulers, they're there everywhere. Well, to bring back the conversation <laughs> back to what we were originally talking about, um, as, as good as as this food is, uh, the gospel I think it's cannot compare. It, it cannot compare to the gospel. I'm gonna say one thing, man. Because look. I, I, I want to get back to the gospel, but I want to keep it at the food for a second. <laughs> for a second. <laughs> All right. Because see, see, look, Jesus did something with his disciples. He, he ate with them. Mm, 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 and he had some banging, he had some banging and I saw food with them. Right? <laughs> Why? And he told them to, to do what? To remember. See, he, he said, mm. this is my body that was broken, that is broken for you. And this is my blood that is poured out for you right so right there is the gospel when we eat with people this is kind of within the conversation mm. when we eat with folks we get to know folks we get to, to to dialogue with people we get to talk to them we get to to know them and they, and they get to know us the same way that the disciples got to know Jesus and Jesus got to know the disciples we eat with each other we get to know each other and because we're in Christ Right, that same eating with each other is sanctifying each other as well. So that so so that that it kind of goes into the, the larger conversation. But I want to get into the, the gospel real fast, right? Paul says this, right? He says, in um, you know, you already know, um, First Corinthians fifteen says, um, and, and he says, um. Now I want you to. Uh, I want to make clear um, for you, brothers and sisters, the gospel I preach to you, which you receive, on which um, you are taking your stand, and by which you are being saved if you hold to the message I preach to you, unless you believe in vain. For I, for I passed on to you as most important what I also received that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures that he was buried that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures and that he appeared to Cephas then to the twelve that appeared to over 500 um, brothers and sisters um, at one time right so so that that's that, that's the, the message that's the gospel message but then when we think about Jesus' life what did he do he, he taught his disciples all, he, he taught his disciples everything up to the point right before he he he, he died, right? He left, or, or after he um he rose rather ascended, and 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 and, and he gave him the 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 commission to go out, right, and teach him all, and not only baptizing, right, but teaching mm. them mm. all mm. that mm. he commanded. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Look, this is this is one of my beefs, and, and I mean one of my beefs is, and I don't want to make this about beefs, but this is one of my beefs. We, we, we like to teach half of the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. Teach, go out, make disciples, and baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that's it. We leave out the part and teach them all that I commanded. Which one of the things, right? What, what does James, James says what? 
said he says if you follow, if you really follow the royal law, right, that is love your neighbor as yourselves, you are doing well. There is the 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 thing that we need to really focus not focus not really focus on, but that's within the gospel conversation that we need to right. get to. We need to get to, you know, we believe this truth about what the gospel is and what it's done in our lives to let's go and do it because this is what scripture tells us to. And a lot of us think that the gospel is only talking and that the gospel and, and that particular commandment is talking or they don't believe this but they act like it. Some people act like this. I know I do sometimes. That love your neighbor as yourself means love your church brother as yourself. Mm-hmm. But that's not what Jesus meant when he when, when he taught it. How do we know that? Because in Luke 10, Somebody questions him on that particular thing. Who's my neighbor? And Jesus gives them. Who is my neighbor? Yeah. Who, Jesus gives them the Good Samaritan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. You know what I mean? So, 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 when, when I, I, when I think about um, the gospel and this particular conversation, I think of the gospel, which is true. And because it's true, I need to do something about it. I need to do mm-hmm. something in my life about it. I mean, so that's my two cents. I like how, um, Caro, how when you start started the gospel, you started at creation, and you know that I think that's something that we may forget or um, not tend to address when we're talking about the gospel because that's originally where it does begin. It begins with the fall of man, and that's the reason why we need the gospel. Sometimes we're we're quick to get to the good part of the gospel almost as because we don't want people to be uncomfortable because it is uncomfortable to those that have not heard of it because it it's really pointing out flaws in in the person that you're talking to and and it's and it's causing someone to address their own issues or their own sins and and confront them um in real time and and be able to listen to this message and that's that's one of the uncomfortable talks when we share the gospel and so it's that's why it is important to address the fall it's important to address that because of this that took place in the garden we have been separated from god because he is holy he he had to cast out adam and eve he had to that was the only way and and so now the gospel Mm -hmm. is that is that story that how we are now reconciled back to god because of god but right, I, yeah. right. Yeah, I think just adding to that, um, making it a like a a humanity issue. I, sin is very personal, and God saves us like individually. But going back to creation and looking at what happened in the in the garden, no one escapes from that reality, mm-hmm. and so no one uh, can boast on anything they do to try to cover up their sinfulness is that it's a heart issue it's a, it, like we are born it we are we are born in iniquity like that is just who we are and so yeah it's a it's a universal universal reality for any human being and and going back to creation that yeah i, I again it helps me remind myself that because I on, a, on the daily like I will look to to something good I did to forget like to cover up like 
anything in me. And so I need to go back to that creation reality. Like, because Adam and Eve felt as, un- as sucky as that is and as unfair as it is, the fact that like, oh, because they sinned, now I have to like deal with this reality. That's just who I am. And praise be to God that he provided the solution. Right. Yeah. And um, that's exactly the, the thing right now that's kind of uh, been missing a lot in some in some uh, churches that I've seen that um, they don't necessarily preach or teach that humanity is inherently evil. Um, evil. There's, a, yeah. there, there's <laughs> man is not just we're not just sinners, but our very being and, and very core is sinful and brought down to the core. Yeah. And that's actually yeah. what makes the gospel Jesus dying on the cross such good news, because when you realize that you are incapable of saving yourself, because as long as we hold on to that little uh, stretch of I can do it, uh, Christ died in vain. You know what I mean? Um, when you come to that point uh-huh. where I am completely helpless mm. and my only hope yeah. is in, you know, I keep saying in what Martin Luther called an alien righteousness, uh, a sacrifice, something done on my behalf that's outside of myself. And when we come to realize yeah. that, that's when we come mm. running to the cross and say, Lord, forgive me. I am all yours. You come in repentance, all that stuff. Regener- you know, there's that conversation, what happens first, regeneration or repentance, all that. Uh, I believe it's a simultaneous act. You are, you know, reborn, you are re- regenerated, you are declared righteous in an instant that, that someone comes to faith in Jesus Christ. Boom, you're in a right standing with your maker. And, and until we come to that point, then we realize that we are completely sinful, and we cannot help ourselves as long as we hold on to that, to that. Oh, you just got to make the choice. I'm unable to make the choice because I'm, I'm, I'm sinful down to the core. God, I need you to step in and do this for me because I am, I am helpless here. At least that, you know, that, that's what, that's what I read from the scriptures. That has been my own experience. I had to come to that, 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 that point where I was stuck with this pipe in my hand and I said, Lord, I cannot put this down. You're going to have to do something in me for me to put this down. Because the way I'm looking at it right now, I'm going to die with this piece in my hand unless you intervene. And that's what happens to humanity when he's regenerated. Jesus Christ intervenes and he says he plucks us out of the, 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 the dead tomb that we're in. He plucks us out, makes us brand new, puts on uh, clean clothes and, and makes us righteous and says, boom, you are mine now. But that's the thing. He just doesn't leave us right there. The gospel, although it's about going to, you know, your eternal state, going to heaven and going to hell. The gospel entails more than that to the point that your very sinful being has now been transformed to a heart that is inclined to giving God glory. Everything that you do from that step forward, uh, your your attitude, your 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 acts is not to glorify God. Your sole purpose for doing anything in life is to give God glory. Yeah. Whether that's that's going to affect your workplace, that's going to affect your relationship with your wife and your kids, that's going to uh, affect the way that you respond to these kind of uh, situations that the country is currently going in. Everything is based now on giving God the glory for all things that you do. You take no credit. You right. give it all to the Lord, and you continue to walk in that. You do things now not to be righteous or to be in a right standing with god but because you have a right standing with god you want to please uh your heavenly father you know what i mean and i I think that's where the conversation uh, needs to take place because i see that a lot man like oh you know just just try harder you you you'll do good 
Nah, come to that part. Or, you're not good. You know what I mean? Come to the Lord. You know? Right. Yeah. 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 And, and, and oh, oh, I was gonna say interject through here. You know, I think is that like you were saying, it's important to come to this point because the fall, like God always says, it does it. It, yes, it, it affects individuals, but individuals, it affects everything, not just a, it just stays into an individual like space. It affects even creation. It affects mm-hmm. the fall. Adam sinning against God, breaking that relationship with the father, breaking that relationship with God, broke the relationship with humanity, broke um, brought sin into this world. And this isn't something just internal, but it's physical. We die Plants die, animals die, creation itself is corrupted by sin. So it's not just all, you know, it's just something in my heart in here that Mm. that needs to get fixed. No, sin actually affects everything. Mm. The heart, societies, communities, um, animals, plants, ecosystems, bro, sin infected all of this. So that's why when, when we say, when when we have a right understanding of, of a gospel, God didn't just like you were saying, Martin. Didn't just come to save us to go to heaven one day, but actually redeems and recreates and brings us back to that state that we were in: perfection, righteousness, community with God, and community with man. And um, right. so, I think, yeah, like we gotta stay there, knowing in this conversation that everybody is fallen because. Once we understand everybody is falling, then we understand why systems get corrupted, why wicked policemen do the things that they do, why wicked people who who, who never who who maybe never got personally attacked by police, but but re, re, uh, respond in anger and destroy places and things that don't belong to them. This so if we understand that we are all the great. Uh, Neutralizer, equal. What is equal? Equalizer, 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 equalizer. Is that we are fallen, all of us, and in our hearts we're born into sin, and we sin. You know, that's where we have to start the conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, and and yeah, and I think like mm -hmm. like I I don't know. Yeah, Martin, you mentioned or Justin that this conversation like. The, the gospel is not being it's maybe not being preached to its full entirety yeah. and so that's where we see that in the way that people are responding because if we are not being constantly reminded of our depravity we're not gonna appreciate what Christ did mm. in the cross for us and then what what is gonna our, our, the overflow that is gonna come out of us is gonna be minimal like we're mm, not yep. gonna be as grateful as would be if we're told that we have cancer and and like Jesus is our like like the old chemo basically you know but if we're told like you have a cold you just have like you just have a cold then chemo is not going to be seen as like uh something that like that we need you know so we're just going to go on with our day like go to the pharmacy and figure it out for ourselves um and so i think that is like how moving forward we can like just disciple one another pointing each other to that like garden reality that like the fallen reality that just sets everything like like basically dictates the way that like humanity uh carries itself um yeah, yeah that is and, and not being surprised by our sin not being surprised by our mm-hmm. sin just be like 
for what it is. Like we are racist. We are we 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 we, we, we see ourselves better than others. We hate our neighbor. Hey, we hate our neighbor. Yeah. We do. Hey, especially Latinos, man. How, how are we going to describe someone? No. We're going to say, no. hey, hey, we're here. I'm going to be straight up. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna be like, hey, el, el negro or el chino. The first thing we're going to point out is someone's ethnicity, especially with Latinos when you come to describe somebody. Within Colombians, like, within Colombians, like we judge each other so hard, and it's, like, ridiculous, you mm. know? And it's because we, indivi- as individuals, like, at least if I were to be the one judging, like, because uh, I went to school and you didn't, like, mm. we just hold up to the tiniest little thing. So mm. even like look over race because race right now is a hot topic, but in reality, it's anything. Like we literally mm. point the finger to anything yeah. that we have att- obtained and that other person hasn't to give ourselves a, a sense of like self-righteousness because now we've forgotten that our only righteousness comes from Christ. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so, and I think one of the That's things that you mentioned earlier, you, you hit the nail on the head when um, you started talking about that. It, everything that's going on today, it only further um, points that the gospel is not preached in its entirety. Because if it was preached mm-hmm. in yeah. its entirety to all quote unquote Christians o- across America, things would have been played out a lot differently than they are now. And I, and that's why I love man the greatest theologian. I would agree. Um, the converted Saul of Tarsus, Paul, right? I I, I refer to him as the, one of the greatest theologians because even in, in in a lot of his letters he goes and expounds that that yes. that in Jesus Christ we are created for good works. Mm-mm-mm. And James will elaborate on that when it goes to faith and works that they are to accompany one another. And so, and, and so even, I mean, even in Romans four and using just the great example of Abraham, that his works displayed only the faith that was already in him because of God. And, and, and one of the things why I'm saying that is because when the gospel is preached in its entirety, it's no longer, I am worthy of the gospel. But it's, it's one of those those paradox sayings, right? Where it's like, the more I know, the more I, I learn that I don't know. Right? Okay, and it's the man. same thing when we come to Christ. When the more I, I learn about Christ, the more I am seen, I am not worthy of this gospel. And um, yeah. just the other day, me and my wife were having a conversation. And, and there was a lot of tears because um, I, I, don't, I don't know. There, there, she started having a type of doubt. Because um, she leads worship in our church, and she said that you know what, I'm I'm not worthy because I I didn't do this or I didn't do that, and and I had to and I had to tell her too because even myself I had to share I had to share with her myself I said babe if I told you you were worthy I'd be lying to you, hmm. and I told her the honest truth the the hard truth that we all need to um, bring back to our reality is that we are all unworthy of this position we have been given. We are all unworthy to go out and preach this gospel. Why? Because all of us before Christ oppose God. Scripture says that we are all inherently uh, sinful by nature and that in our own sinful state, we oppose God to his face. But it's only, we're only able to serve Christ. We're only able to receive the gospel. Why? Because he first loved us. Mm -mm -mm. And it's only because of that, that we are able in response return 
um even just this muddy love back to him now uh, now of course upon us uh, in our new glorified bodies would it be more perfect it would be perfected but i mean until then we have this you know we're barely holding on to this type of holiness this type of love in order to return back to god in the way i see it like in daniel how we're not even worthy to build the temple i mean daniel david yeah yeah, Sorry. yeah. yeah and, and, and even in that like god isn't looking even at our efforts and our strengths and what even the little thing we bring to the table like even this little thing right that we bring to the table is tainted it's not worthy it's not yeah. deserving it's just down automatically even the, the smallest thing we bring the only reason it's accepted is because it's accepted in full not because of you but because of jesus Amen. it's accepted in full in full your little thing is accepted in full not because of you but it's because of christ and his righteousness and his perfection and what he did on the cross so like you know like it, it's that like it, it's like that old hymn says my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and his righteousness amen you know amen yeah. amen yeah and uh man that, that's deep because I, I would even go as far to say as um we ourselves look at ourselves and yes we can see the unworthiness I say this all the time um, my sin is ever before me so how can I um me from a human standpoint i can't comprehend uh the love that christ has for me but even in how you were just saying john if my kid were to come uh with a drawing could be just scribbles which happens often with my youngest comes all excited and brings it to me i'm, I'm gonna act, act excited and i am gonna act excited because there he goes with yeah. a <laughs> drawing of children i'm gonna accept that and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to consider it as worthy because, yes, Christ has made us righteous, but we are adopted sons and daughters. Uh, he loves us. Yeah. Like, he, we, he, he loves us. You know what I mean? Like, we yeah. are worthy in that sense because yeah. uh, Christ has paid uh, the fine for right. our sins. We have been redeemed, regenerated, and adopted as sons and daughters. And so Christ mm -hmm. has this love yeah. for us that whatever we bring to the table, he's going to receive it because we are his. You know what I mean? And and, and, and Christ is our worth. Christ is our worth. And, and just how even God was saying earlier that, you know, when we don't preach the gospel in its entirety, we just look at um, the issues of today and that's happening in this world, and we just, our response automatically, oh, I can't wait till the Lord comes back. I can't wait till I go to heaven and completely ignore the issues of the day. Um, the gospel calls us to, to confront these issues, and just like how the Lord's Prayer Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So it's not just a, uh, you know, I'm saved. I get to go to heaven, you know, now and, you know, just leave this this sinful world behind. Christ calls us to to, to make a change hmm. in this world. He really does. Mm -hmm. Because although this world is, is, is full of sinful people, this earth still belongs to him. And he calls us as, as believers to confront these situations. So when we talk, when we bring it back to the issues of today, uh, the Christian church uh, should be leading uh, the fight against injustice and racism. Now, that's just the, the bottom line. Um, the, sadly, the church today is, is, is not... It's, it's not diverse you know what i mean we got the black church we got the brown church we got we got the the white evangelical church and and we all we all stick to our own corners 
when Christ there, there there there's that unity. Now let's bring it back to that point. Yes, we've been redeemed. We we know the gospel. Now how does that look like? Um, leading into our next question, how does the, the gospel look in racial diversity? That that's that's where we need to we need to bring it down because unless that can happen in the Christian church first, it's not gonna happen uh, anywhere else. Hey, it's not happen. Hey, like, check, like check this out. Um, um, we're uh, we're trying to form a worship band in our church, and uh, uh, brother Lino, he, he came he came first, and he says, yeah, well, I can teach you how to play instruments because he he knows how to play the bass, guitar, drums, all that fun stuff. I can teach you all these things, but the main thing is that. Worship needs to happen here first from the heart. If it doesn't happen here in these practices, it's not going to happen w- during the services. Yeah. Worship needs to happen here first. And I take that to, to, to say that and, and this diversity that needs to happen in the church needs to happen in the church first before it can happen, before we step foot out in the world and, and, and try to make a change for for this, this whole racist uh, topic. We need, we need we need to have, we need to start in our own congregations first. You know what I mean? Until that happens, how 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 are we gonna step out into the world and say, hey, you you know, diversity and stop you know all this and that when it's not happening in our churches first. You know what I mean? So. So I have a question. Yeah. Um. Why, in your opinion or observation, why do you think that the church is lacking in that? So like. Yeah, because why, why diversity like like I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna be real, and this is something that okay. I have, I had to come to grips with because I've been guilty of this. It's 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 it's, it's, it's theology and doctrine, bro. Yeah, my sister, <laughs> straight out, you know what I mean? Because we love to segregate ourselves according to the people who think like us, and I've seen that a lot, and I've been guilty of that. You know, I've been guilty. Oh, this, this but not as theological as you know as me. You know what I mean, or this and that. I think that's 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 something. <laughs> Justin's pointing the finger at me. <laughs> that's something that I, I've been guilty of. I, I think that that's what it is, and I've been recognizing more within myself. Is man, I've been so 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 strong on dotting the T's and the I's. If 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 you spell God with the lowercase g, then I'm gonna have to question your salvation. You know what I mean? It's like that. You know what I mean? It's like that. I'm gonna be real. Dang. I've been guilty of that, and God has been revealing that to me, and be like, man, I just I, this this is a brother or a sister that has that Christ has redeemed, has purchased, yep. has purchased for Himself. So Christ calls me to love this brother, not not to correct this brother, but to love this brother. You know what I mean? Mm, that, that needs to happen right there. I, I believe that. That honestly, I boy, I know you got something to say after that, bro. <laughs> I know you got something to say, boy. <laughs> All right, so, so, um, so the question one more time from 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 um from, from Caro. He said that that why why, this, why do we see diversity in the churches? Okay, so I think that one part of it um, is is definitely um, theologically based and doctrine based, um, but not negatively. I, 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 I think that that um that the doctors the doctors of grace are amazing. Yeah. But if they are not applied in love mm-hmm. for the other, I don't think that um that is worth anything at that point. And I think that's the reason why we don't have diversity today. 
is mm. because the, the doctrines of grace have not been applied in love towards the so other. How they've been applied historically is, is, a, is a racial. Well, um, so, for example, you, before, you, you, you're, you're going to be hard pressed to find a reformed minority at all yep. before the 1950s. You're going to be hard pressed to find they're, they're out there, but you're going to have a really hard time to find them. And if you find a book by them, it's going to cost a whole lot of money. But minority, as in, as in someone black, that is black, brown, um, or Asian. Okay, our minority. Yes. Our minority. Yes. Okay. Right. Okay. It's going to be very hard. Um, the reason why we have uh, so many Pentecostals and so many um, non-Calvinistic non, non Baptists, um, the, the reason why we have um, um, oneness Pentecostals is because African-Americans, Latinos, and other minorities in this country were like kind of blocked out of any educational mm-hmm. level um, of, of, of like any any religious ed- education at all. All of it was saved for the my, the, the, the the majority white um, community, and that's where you see all that. A good book that I read was um, "Divided by Faith," where it historically traces. This, this 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 dynamic that we're talking about regarding diversity, all the way back to the beginning of the 20th century, right? Mm-hmm. And even yeah. before that, mm-hmm. like it's, it's it's a historical problem. Now, how, what we can what we can do about it today is exactly what we've been talking about: is not only inviting friends um, uh, and families that look like us to our churches that are majority white, like mine, right? But making sure that the leadership, I'm not making sure like, yo, y'all got to do this, but kind of, we, we allowing, be, allowing, allowing, mm-hmm. allowing and wanting, desiring, that, that's it, desiring mm-hmm. that, that the leadership be diverse. All right. And, and, and not just in a tokenized way, but in a way where the person, like, a, a, yeah, a way where, the, where, where everyone yeah. has a say at the table. A good example of this in my life is my pastors, right? So I'm I'm a pastoral intern. I am not a a I'm, I'm not a, a ruling elder. I can't make decisions for the church. Though my pastor will not if if, if I'm not at the table, he's not starting. Yesterday um, we had a pastor. Or the day we had a pastor's meeting. It started at six thirty. I said, "Bro, I'm gonna be late." When I got there at seven oh four, I was like, "All right, now we can pray for our people because you're here." Mm-hmm. That is so, like 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 I have a seat and say at the table. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it, it's not just oh you're you're going to be one of the elders here, but you know since you didn't make it, you know we kind of made all the decisions already. Too yeah. bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that's what I'm talking about. We need to do. We need, we need to want that, pursue that, and we need to allow that for, for that. Yeah. So the church should be a, a space to do that, and we see that in scripture. We see that in scripture when the apostles sent out the seven to serve among the people. Um, we, 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 we see that when, when, um, when, when Paul tells Timothy to, to choose elders from within them, like from, from, from there, from where, from within yeah. them, yeah, from, 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 from within them, um, to serve the church and, 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 and to lead the church. 
and and that and, and back then what a lot of people don't understand about um the, the, the roman world was how diverse it was it was super diverse right so a great example is egypt egypt was part of the roman empire right so in egypt they they, they were hellenized <laughs> they, they, they 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 had the, the the greek mind and all that right but they were they were african right and what we see is so much diversity within scripture within church history we need that now and how we do that is by desiring it and allowing it to happen mm-hmm. yeah would you say that there's like a theological and doctrinal disconnect like i feel like when i think of doctrine and theology it's like a lot of knowledge that perhaps just like stays in the head but it's like not like really like maybe worked out it, played out it's not played out and so um I'm wondering if that's what you like you're all referring to I, I, I think it has to do with the the brain and heart disconnect that that we get so yeah. theologically caught up that we forget to apply we forget to mm-hmm. you know I mean I, I mean from even my own experience as well I know a lot of things about nutrition I know about you know working out and all these things but I don't do it so what good is that what good is it if I'm not practicing it and I'm over here sharing with another brother? Oh, well, you just need to do this. You just need to do that. But yet I'm not even applying it myself. I mean, what good is that? What good is me sharing the gospel to somebody if I'm not living out the gospel myself? And I think it, it's the same thing mm-hmm. here. And and um, and ju- just like how you mentioned, Sway, I mean, this is something that has happened historically. And we could see that in um, in the letter in Galatia. I mean, to, to Galatia from Paul. What in, in that letter, we see that Paul called out Peter and the other uh, quote unquote pillars at the time. Why? Because they found them huddling more with the Jews instead of hanging out with the Gentiles. But this very Peter on the day of Pentecost, he preached the first sermon to 3000 people. Right. And what happened on that day? We saw God, um, the diverse God that we that we know scripturally. How do we know that? Because when the spirit fell upon them, they spoke in many tongues to all the people around them. It wasn't just to the yeah. Jews. It was to everybody. God was inclusive of all nations. Those that were present there for the sermon, God included them all. He didn't want anyone to be left out to hear the gospel message that Peter would stand up and go to preach to everybody. But yet this same Peter, you know, 14 years later or however many years later from that day of Pentecost, would be then found um, huddling with the Jews and not the Gentiles. So I think yeah. uh, we need to continue to remind ourselves that God is inclusive of all people, not just who we are and our backgrounds are from. And I think that's something that we need to continue to remind ourselves and apply. Why? Because if Peter can be found um, drawing himself back to his own people, we also are not that um, we, we um, also may fall into that as well. That's a good point, bro. Yeah. That's such a good point because, because like, I don't think we really like we read it in the scripture. Obviously, mm-hmm. I don't think we really understand the great the, the cultural divide mm-hmm. between Jew and Gentile. I don't think we really understand. It isn't just like two words. It's like this ran deep in society, in government, in in everything, in the world, in the way they treat people, in marketplaces, in everything. This divide was there so deep. Mm-hmm. And 
when Christ comes and does that, when Peter preaches a sermon and it's given to everybody, and, and like you said, you, that example, he, he goes back into his old ways and his old way of the, what the culture is saying and telling them and showing them, like, bro, like when, when that happens, like, it's just such a great reminder for us because no matter the problems that we have with race, with gender, with whatever we're, we're, we're going to fight today, this divide is broken and has been historically broken by yeah. one event. Yeah. And, and yes, we forget yes. that. Event. Yes, and, yes. Which goes back to what we were saying earlier, right? Like that, like, we, uh, like the, the gospel being, maybe not being preached or not being like, like people not being discipled in light of this like earth shaking reality, like groundbreaking yeah. reality. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I was going to say, it, I, I mean, when we look through the scripture scripturally, I mean, when we go back, it, we could take it all the way back to the covenant God made with Abraham. And one of the things that, that he included is that all nations would be blessed, Mm-mm-mm. including. And, and so when you think about that, and then if you when you come to continue to comprehend what played out after the covenant God made was that when when um, when the Israelites were in Egypt, God led them out through Moses. And yet all nations would continue to be blessed by God's people that even when they would go into the promised land, even the people that they were um, going to take the land, you know, the, the Canaanites, the Amorites, all those they were to be blessed as well. And, and you think about that, like, how are they going to be blessed? They're the ones that are going to go to war with the nation of Israel. But yet all people will be blessed. Yeah. Why? Because the whole point of that was to point forward to Christ, that when Christ were to come, that. they would have this to look forward. And, 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 you know, then we see that through Rahab, one of the, one of the women mentioned, uh, I believe it was James or Paul. When he goes on to say that Women. her faith was demonstrated Women. because she lied on behalf of the spies that they wouldn't be caught. She's a woman and a Gentile. And, <laughs> and, and in the line of Jesus, in the lineage, man, that's crazy. And, yeah. and so we and see that, you know, moving forward. And then we go to Jeremiah. I mean, one of the people love to use Jeremiah 29, 11, but forget the, the group of everything that God was saying to his people that while they are in exile, they were to do what? You know, just stay shackled up to themselves and, and only talk to themselves? No, they were to continue to live life. Why? Because they were going to be there for 70 years so that they were to go and get married, have children, continue to work, help the economy. I mean, if, if you know exile, they were, I mean, the economy was based in Babylon. It wasn't just the, 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 the like Israel. It was like a pagan... Exactly. Yeah, it was like a pagan government, so pagan. God was pushing them to go and do what they can where they were at. He didn't want them to stop because the, the, the people around them were pagan. No, he wanted them to continue so that they would be a blessing to them, even in exile. And then, and then, and sometimes that's hard to fathom. And then we continue slaves, obey your masters in the New Testament. Why? Because God wants to include everybody around us in our, in our area that they would see a living gospel. Why? Because that's what the gospel does. It touches everybody around us. Just as much as sin yeah. infects everything and, and distorts everything that was touched by man, so the gospel mm, will go and do the same thing. Exactly, exactly. And exactly. 
and and that's what Amen. that's what the fall and that's what sin does. It puts all of us on an even platform. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you're yep. black, white, Asian, yes. Mexican. We're all sinners, and we all need the same gospel. Yep. So when you talk about these kind of things, man, uh, you, you gotta get past at some point the skin color. Because when it comes to even evangelism. Uh, I've been guilty of this Like Oh I'll, I'll, I'll search out Someone who's Ghetto looking And I'll go And talk to that person Why don't we talk, that. We talk to, to That that wealthy looking man And his wife They're walking out Out of the store And go over that, like, that, that white man You know what I mean like, Why don't we go to The rich neighborhoods Exactly we, Stand we on the love corners to, We love to evangelize To, to the hood The, the ghetto the, the ghettos We feel comfortable We feel good But why don't we go over there To that rich neighborhood Over there Yeah we feel comfortable there. Where, where are we going to feel uncomfortable in the rich white neighborhoods let's go because Ooh. they are dead in their sin as well and they need a savior Amen. the same savior that has rescued this latino church or his, our asian church everybody is included in this gospel just how the sin evens the plane the gospel does the same in, in regeneration you yep. know what i mean so yeah mm. yeah 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 bro Justin, you went. You that that was good, bro. That was good. And, and like, I, <laughs> bro, and, and like, and like, like you were saying, even from the very beginning, bro. Just the fact that Adam represented us all. He didn't just represent Israelites. He didn't just represent a exactly. certain group. Adam represented all. And then when you have the the first preaching of the gospel, the first one. The, what we call the what, what, wait what is that theological church when we have that when we have that that includes yep, that includes everybody because Adam represented us all then redemption comes to all so mm-hmm. that's the very first gospel right there so that means that the gospel always God's plan was always to save every people from all nations, all tongues, skin colors, genders, everybody. Adam represented us all, and redemption comes to all. Amen. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. So I I think going back to something that Martin said earlier, like how the church should be. I don't I don't want to like say like repeat it the wrong way, but basically like like racial reconciliation is like the church's like um responsibility or like we should racial be, like, unity I don't know exactly oh we should be on the front lines of yeah front mm-hmm. lines I don't know like like I would I would say that like our front line like go back going back to that like controversial like statement like just preach the gospel I feel like preaching the gospel in a way where we are discipling one another um, into like like although our pastor in reconcile tends to call it like getting in people's kitchen so like if mm. you if you're walk close to a brother in a congregation like you or a sister like you you notice these things in one another and so the gospel calls us to gives us the freedom to uh, it lovingly call each other out because we, I don't know, in love, like we, we're just a community, right? And so when yeah. the gospel, like when we're free in the gospel to call each other out in love, like it, it just goes back to the, to the gospel, you know, like being, making sure that the, the pulpit is 
the the pulpit is is kept is loyal to preaching the gospel and not like uh, and then walking believers on how that like plays out in different pockets of our life um but i don't know if like if if making like a racial reconciliation like the like the main goal because that would overflow of the gospel that that's a it's a result it's a result of the gospel uh a lot of times uh i I, I, when i first you know uh, walked into my church i saw uh different kinds of people right and i came to realize that the only reason that i would ever talk to uh you know Mm, an older white man or a young track athlete from high school the only reason that i'm going to talk to cheerleader or an ex cheerleader (laughs) is the gospel because that's the one thing we have in common and we we can have fellowship and discipleship because yeah. we are united under this gospel. That's the only reason. That, and I came to realize yeah. that early in my walk, like, man, like, and after that, after that, you, you, you can find, um, um, how to put, um, similarities between each other and you find out we're, we're not so different after all. You know what I mean? We're not so different. Yes, yes we're, united, we're united under this gospel, but hey, this brother has the same struggles that I do. And soon after, you forget, hey, this is this brother is black or this brother is white. No, nah, that's just my brother right there. He's struggling with the same things that I'm struggling with, and I can give him biblical advice, or he can give me biblical advice, because it's it goes deeper than just skin color. This is my, my fellow brother in Christ who can edify me, who can build me up in the word, and it's just a brotherhood or a sisterhood. You know what I mean? That's what it ultimately comes yes. down to. Yes. Yeah, and that becomes like an even, yeah. Bro, sorry, y'all, bro. Something <laughs> that I just thought right now that the church has to stop being a commuter church and more of a community church. Yeah. So we we the com- commuter that 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 is like very very I could get into that, but. The the fact of the matter is that there is churches even in our you know when we're talking about us in in our neighborhoods in our areas there's churches in our place in in this place that people are commuting from because the congregation has left they they no longer represent the community that they're in and the only time that you have a whole bunch of white people in this area in this in this section of the city is when is on sunday for some reason is because mm. is because they became a commuter church but didn't come become a community church community is not just you and your people that look like you that talk like you that mm-hmm. are in the same social status as you community is 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 where you are where you are and everybody in there poor mm. poor rich black white whatever it's, it's that and and I think when we read the scriptures it was always based on that community mm-hmm. community diversity yeah. came from that community not groups not cliques it came from community because the gospel um, the gospel broke down those barriers already Jesus did that already mm-hmm. and we forget and we, we separate into cliques and and when we, we we don't think about it as community anymore. No, you hey, don't. Amen. That's right. Uh, Sway, you've been a little quiet, bro. I know you wanted to say something a little bit earlier. So, um, I just want to let y'all get anything out. So that's not a lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, um, so, so, yeah, so uh, I have a few thoughts. Um, one thought is 
the conflation, right? The conflation of the idea of being on the front lines and uh, erasing the gospel. When uh, so, can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah we're yeah. good. Okay. Yeah. Um. So they they. So sometimes we can, because we're so anti-works, right? We're like, yo, works do not save us at all. And because of that, we're always suspicious of language that has to do with doing something. Mm. And I think that that's unhealthy because, of, like, kind of hinged to our faith is our works, Right. Not in order to appease God and not in order to gain God's acceptance because we're already accepted by what Christ has done. But it's hinged to our faith in that because we have been saved and because we have been justified, we do good works. Um, So it is because of that that we, the church, should be on the front lines. Mm-hmm. Not because we not because we want to preach um, a different gospel, not because we want to uh, leave the gospel out, but because of the gospel, we have a not not a responsibility, but we have a call. That mm-hmm. even better, it's a call to to speak to these things, right? Because they are symptoms of the big sin sin um, mm-hmm. disease. And because there's symptoms of the Dixon disease, we're called to speak about the, speak against the disease, but we're also called to treat symptoms too. Mm, 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 mm. When I got a cold, I, I you know, ain't no there ain't no cure for the cold, but I can relieve the symptoms and make me feel better for a little bit while I get over it. Right. So 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 while we get over this this um this 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 little symptom, because that's what we want to work to, we want to work towards Getting racism out of the church and getting racist. Oh, she come. Ain't she beautiful? No, don't stop walking. <laughs> okay, she said, no, no, don't show me. <laughs> um, so because we, we we want to to um oh, oh, oh yeah so 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 because we, we want to um ease and get away from racism. We don't want racism to exist because it's in, it's in a front to God and it's in affront to the, the image of God that he has given people, right? We want to talk about that. We want to speak to that, but we, we also want to speak to sin, big, big sin that is behind racism as well. So that's why we should be on the front lines. Yeah. And, 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 and that doesn't always mean, and that doesn't mean that we need to be um, quiet on the gospel. That just means that because of the gospel, we are free to be on the front lines. Mm, yeah, you If we don't do it, somebody else will. And that's what, black, and that's why it, it really ticks me off when I can't even say Black Lives Matter no more. Mm-hmm. Even though that's what I, I believe Black Lives Matter, but because somebody else chose, because the church didn't do what it was supposed to do before, now there's this whole other group that is, that, that that ain't no good doing what the church should have been doing a while. Someone ago. picked up that torch and ran with it, and, and that was our torch to carry. You know what I mean? Just, 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 just like in the story of the Good Samaritan, it was the Levites. Mm-hmm. Was, when they saw that person, the Levites should have did something. The priest should have did something. But who mm-hmm. did something? The, the most theological the of them all. 
stepped over him and left him hanging. And is the least theological of them all who actually helped out that that man. You know what I mean? So, uh, that, and that's all even why I say that. Sometimes that's why you know when our theology just stays in our head and doesn't come forth in our actions, man. That that has to do a lot with not not uh, being diverse enough because we're we're not gonna care. Straight mm-hmm. out, you know, we're not gonna care about other people if we're just hanging on to what we believe in. That's it, and I want to spread it to the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, man. Um, that I mean, that's pretty good, right there. Um, I got. Uh, so I, we've been talking about this, and um, I, I, I want to bring it home. Like, yeah. what what are some practical ways that we as believers work this out? Can work this out? What are ways we so we talked the gospel is the answer? Gospel, Jesus did something. The church should be in the forefront. What are ways, practical ways, that believers, number one, individual believers could do, churches could do, and then like general overall church could do? Like, what are the practical things that we could do? Because because I, I think you know a lot of the things, a lot of the messages that I've heard. Um, podcasters that I listen to always talk about similar things, but when it gets time to say, okay, this is what we do. This is practical ways we could play this out. What does that look like? I, I would like us to, to say some, some, some about that. Uh, I'll start. So with the individual, I would say to disconnect from the media and during that time, really seek God and allow the the spirit to have conversations with other people other than online because i mean we we could discuss things all day online you know with within group chats or whatever it may be we we could repost other people's stuff we can go and share our thoughts on the media but then again if if we're not connecting that same thought to our own actions it really becomes uh worthless so let us disconnect ourselves from the media for a moment let us have conversations where we can because i mean obviously with covid and, and everything still going on and 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 the requirement of masks and social distancing so where, wherever we can let us have these conversations whether it be with our own family i mean because i mean i don't know about you guys but not not all my family saved so i need to have these conversations with them too that they too may see that that the gospel is intended for all people for my family and for those around us so if we're having these conversations in our own individual lives, the more we talk about these things, the more we include other people, the more we're going to want to act on these things. Just as much as the, the, the more we um, learn things, the more we're going to have to apply it that they may stick, that others may see our example. As Paul would say, follow me as I follow Christ. And I'm sure there was no people not following Paul because he wasn't following Christ anymore. He followed him to the day he died. And, and and so even Paul in his letter were going to say that that this church over here was encouraged because I was in chains. Why? Because Paul continued to preach the gospel and live it out even in chains. So much so that the others were encouraged because he was enchained of the gospel that he was preaching. To the non-believer, that I mean, they may look with question marks all over the head, like how are you encouraged by this man who's now in chain and is is in prison because of the gospel? And so individually, I think we, we need to continue these conversations. Why? Because it's in the Bible as well. And then as a church, moving forward to the church, 
um, the teachings, the sermons need to be more inclusive on these things as well. I mean, I mean, up until this point, up until everything that has been going on with the whole Black Lives Matter movement and everything that has just been in, in recent news. I mean, uh, I, I don't believe exactly. I don't, I don't, believe, I don't believe I don't believe churches have had these real discussions yet. And I'm encouraged that that our pastor began to talk about these things. And, and even though um, in the past he has mentioned it here and there, I now hear it more vocally about these issues that we as a community need to come together to help and love on each other to not um you know so, someone may say to be colorblind i don't i don't think that colorblind is is any way a solution to this we need to see color that we may appreciate that's how we are able to appreciate the hispanic culture the latino culture we're able to appreciate everyone else's culture in light of who they are and how god made them and and a lot of the the the, the dices that fall in their life that the, the, how the lots were casted on this man's life that may appreciate the life that they are living not 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 yeah. living as an in, in sin but appreciate the the culture that he is from and that's why man i, I thank i thank god for the culture i have today why because years before i, I could really care less but now mm. as as i'm learning more learning more about history now i want to to learn more about my roots my father where his family comes from and how he was rooted and now I want to go to Mexico so I can experience it even more. But that's just me and, and my own background. But moving forward as a church, we need to continue to have these um, these conversations yeah. and being inclusive that, that we may draw other people into our church. And I, I'm sorry, not draw other people. Let, let us allow God to continue to bring those to us and not let us not reject as the as in the Gospels we will hear. Let us not cast out anyone that may come. Jesus yep. didn't cast out mm -hmm. anyone that may come to seek him. Let us not cast out anyone that comes into our church. And there's a bad example of that here. Um, uh, an example, there was a church that started in Santa Ana. Santa Ana is, a, is mainly Latino uh, city. And there was a church that started with only white people. And one of and, and our and our lead pastor, our senior pastor, um, talked to them and said, how come, uh, you know, I could send these people in this area because he was evangelizing. He said, I could send them to your church. What's your info? And they said, we don't want those people here. And it was all white church Straight and they're in the middle of the ghetto and, and it's just like, out. dude, like, how? and it's basically going back to what you said, the commuter church, they all commuted because the building was there. They didn't allow the community to join in. So I think, I think it's important to let us talk to our leadership. when it comes to the churches, let us talk to our leadership that we are all on the same page that, that we want to include everybody around us, that, that we first preach the gospel to our community before we go to other cities where, where our kind or, or where our people are at. Let's include mm. all people. And then now moving forward into the community, the third part that you were talking about, I'm sorry, I'm going a little bit long, but uh, in the community, uh, what, man, I was encouraged years ago in an interview um, by, what's this guy named? He, he's a rapper, uh, Marty. He's part of Social Club Misfits. So oh, I was encouraged yeah. because in an interview, uh, one of the things that, that he mentioned that I didn't really think um, much about was why can't you, one of the things he said was why can't we as Christians pursue to be the best at everything we do? If everything we are doing is unto God, why can't we as Christians pursue to, to be the best in every area that we are at? And so I'm saying that to say that in our community, we all have jobs in our community. Um, 
some people are are you know in 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 the city hall some people are wherever they're at everybody is 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 placed in different areas in our own communities let us be the best at, at what we do let us be the best at whatever job we are doing that we are doing it unto the lord why because if we we're doing it unto the lord the gospel would would continue to to to, to what, do you, what do you call that it will continue to leak out of our it'll leak from our pores we should be so saturated with the gospel that people will see that that everyone around us will be touched and then yep. also too i'm also encouraged by lamont english on facebook that he just recently posted that why why aren't we pushing christians biblical christians to go and pursue offices in the city to pursue being a politician, to pursue being a police officer, to pursue um, all these different titles where we see, you know, quote unquote injustices. Why aren't we pushing each other to go into these realms, these areas that, that we may have somebody with a just mind or sound mind that is in that is rooted in the Bible to go and be a voice, to be a salt and light in these areas? Mm. Bro, that's a good point. And it, because- go, and it goes back to Jeremiah. Let us let us continue to live as if we are in exile, just as Israel, that we may go and help the economy and continue to do all these things, not just quote twenty nine eleven from Jeremiah, that continue to live out these things in our community around us. So yeah, sorry Jonathan, go ahead, I'm done. I think what you brought up ooh, was good because not everybody is called to do the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. Because everybody yeah. is in different positions, bro. I can't act as a judge because I ain't a judge. I can't act like a police officer because I'm not a police. I can't act like a mother because I'm not a mother. Like God has placed us all in individuals. So this might look different for everybody. God, I don't look... God is not calling all people in the church, every single individual in the church to go up and go to a protest. And they, that's, 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 that's law right there. That's like you, all you guys have to go up there. This is what the work of the church. So everybody in the church has to go do this. No, that looks different to everybody. It looks different. So I, I like that you brought that up, bro, because that's an important point because um, either either number one we bind people's consciences or number two we just don't even try to deal with it and have you know we're not involved at all like we're mm-hmm. just like like quote unquote just preach the gospel that's where that comes in so um, and then one, one other thing while, while he was talking that popped into my head was was that churches you were saying like churches should should talk about these things right and, and and one of the things that I was thinking about that had just happened to me is this, what we mean by that, I think, I don't know, but when I say that, because I say that too, what I, what I mean by that is that churches should talk about these things in their, in the pulpit. Doesn't It doesn't necessarily have to be like, okay, guys, we're going to do a, a, a five-Sunday series on <laughs> racial racial unity and racial reconciliation you don't have to do that if you do that okay that's cool don't take don't take text out of context i mean there's you know talk about that where the bible talks about that yes but it doesn't have to always look like that to every church it can be the way a lot of people do it is, is verse by verse chapter chapter um expository preaching and how does that work well I'll give you an example. So, in my church, 
there, my, the pastor was going over, we're, we're going in Philippians and give you a little background. There's been like a little controversy over like women's roles in the church in my, in my, in my local congregation. And I think in the quote unquote reformed church abroad, but particularly in my local church, there's been a lot of talk back and forth with women's role in the church. Um, so my pastor on Sunday was preaching, right? And he was going through Philippians and um, he was going verse by verse, like, you know, whatever. And he, he, he went across this this text where it says, um, where Paul is commending commending two sisters and he's saying, and, and Kato, we, we, had a, we had a Bible study over this too. And, and that's going to come in right now. But so he's in Philippians. He's commending these two sisters and he's bringing them up. Like he's saying like, yo, these, they're fellow workers. He didn't just say like, no, they just stay home with the kids. They, they just sit there and hear. No, he's saying these are my, my fellow like co-workers, co-laborers in the gospel. So, you know, he said that, the text said that, but my pastor kind of just, went over that and talked about what 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 was whatever the other the other parts of the of the verse and i was and, and in my in a group chat i texted like like the homies like the people that were in, in chat with and i was like bro did you guys hear that did you guys hear? like i never saw that in the text but look at this like paul is paul is putting like women on a level like where they're co-laborers in the gospel yeah. like that's how much he respects women that's how much he, he views women in the church and then, you know, a brother came at me and, you know, whatever. But but then, okay, so this pastor skipped over it, right? But then I was in Bible study with with, with Gato and uh, a lot of a lot of the people from Reconcile, and he was going over the same text. And then when he went through that part, Aldo stopped and said, Lo, yo, check this out. Like, whoa, like look at look at how Paul is treating women right here. And see right there in the text, he noticed, he saw it in the text. He wasn't trying to preach on women and, and the role of women in the church, but he saw it in the text, so he pointed it out. And he didn't gloss over it. He pointed it out and he said, look, Paul right here is doing something. And he's saying something about women and women's values and women's roles in the church. And do we do that? So he started talking about, you know, that whole thing but that's one of the ways we could do it so if you don't want to do a whole series on race and the church you don't got to but just point out when you're reading the text and you see those places in scripture where it talks about um um racial unity where it talks about nations and tongues whether it talks about all those things then point it out because your your congregation needs to hear it needs to needs to know it mm. don't just think that they already know it because they do they need to hear it yeah. yeah that's good that's good uh when the text demands it yeah, that's, that's when you preach it <laughs> if that's what the text says that's what you're gonna preach um yeah so uh, i think that's a good little little way to to finish this episode any last words anybody so wait, take it on <laughs> bring it home bring it home Sorry. brother bring it home all right so 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 i, I like what justin did where he talked about the um and what we can do individually um, as a church and as a community. So I, I was like, let me write some things down real fast. I think that individually, um, we could pray for opportunities to come up. Um, and that when those opportunities come up, that we don't shy away from opportunities mm -hmm. to speak about these issues, 
but that we would go head first with love into these conversations, listening to people who are different from us mm. and also looking for understanding where we can. Another thing that um, we can do individually is read books by people we disagree with. Yeah. Hmm. Read books by people we disagree with. So in, in this particular subject, so that we can understand where they're coming from and why they wrote the way they wrote. A good example of this is James Cone. Right? Hmm. As soon as I mentioned that new, everybody's hair, I, I saw y'all hair, y'all hmm. kind of stood up a little bit. Y'all went straight like like heretic alert. Um, and it's okay. But when I read Cross and the Lynching Tree, I finally understood when I read that book why he wrote Black Power why he wrote some of the other books he wrote. He didn't write it as a theological thesis. He wrote it because he was just pissed off at what was going on. Mm. Bro, the same thing happened to me when I read Malcolm X's uh, uh, autobiography. Yeah. You know, we could say whatever we want to say about Malcolm X. We know he's wrong. He, we, you know, we could point the list. But bro, I w- really understood the man once I read his story and read his book and read why he thinks the way he thinks. Why he's why he talks the way he talks, like it just it doesn't mean I did, I agree with everything he said because I don't, but I got it, like I understood it, I understood him. So that's a good point, bro. And, and Malcolm X was a conservative, but people, but folks won't hear that. Um, <laughs> um, another thing is um, individually or as a family unit, right? You want to eat with people that look different from us. And whenever those things come up, we want to, we want to walk in each other's kitchens, right? And 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 we want to get to know people who are different from us, hear their stories, hear where they're coming from, and all that. We want we want to do that as a church. We want to also pray as a church for opportunities to serve the community that we're in, whatever whatever that may be, whether it's in the city or the suburbs. We want to challenge as 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 people who are not pastors. We want to challenge the, the the leadership in ways that will um, make them think maybe this is a good way to go, especially when it comes to the person. Like, yo, like, yo, I don't see now, like, there's there's about 45 Mexican-Americans in this church and not one of them is in leadership. Um, why why is that? And if And then, you know, however that conversation goes, can I go? Can y'all? I'm. I feel like I, I might be called. Can we go that route? You know. So challenge the the, the the leadership to 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 get people who are minorities into leadership, and even if that means that they send them away to school or whatever and pay for it because folks support, right? Hmm. Um, and and denominations are rich. Um, but that that they would you know foot the bill for that. And lastly, as as a community, again, we want to pray for our community. We want to engage our community. And that means that we're out and about, we're we're, we're talking to our neighbors, we're inviting them over, we're chilling, but also we're we're evangelizing them. Um, Whenever we can talk about Jesus, we do talk about Jesus. The same way we do with our kids, you know, we, 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 we something happens, yo, praise God, I got that job, right, JJ? Like, we're, we're not with JJ. He's like, yes, praise God. <laughs> you know, we do that with our neighbors. Every every time we get the chance, we, we bring Jesus up. And, la- and lastly, we, 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 we drop money, we drop resources, we drop time into our community to let them know that the love is real. We're not just here 
to hang out and build a church, but we're here because we love our community. So we want to seek the peace of the city, right? Because in in, the, in, in their welfare is our welfare as well. There you go. There you go. And boom, 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 boom. <laughs> hey, bro, I, I love what you said right now, dude, about in, invite, inviting your neighbors over and things like that. Bro, just to, just to bring it back what Jonathan said, you know, what, what can we do things practically? So I would say coming back to, to that first love, to that first excitement that you had with the Lord when you first got saved. Like, for example, me, uh, when I first got saved, dude, I was telling everybody about Jesus. I don't care who you were, what color you were. I used to work at, at a panela bread at a bakery. And it doesn't matter if I was working with a white boy, with a, a black person of a Hispanic they go and listen about Jesus, and it was just a thing about <laughs> about me that people just got real comfortable, and, and they would just uh, start talking. I'm, almost all of a sudden, I'm hearing their life story, and I'm like, "Hey, you know what? Let me tell you a little bit about myself. First of all, I'm a Christian, and they jump in right into it. Like, so I used to have that mentality that I would be like, this conversation that I'm having with a stranger or someone is going to end up in the gospel. That I had them. I went into conversations with that mentality. You know, I need to go back to that and be like, you know what? This conversation needs to end with me uh, either demonstrating the gospel or sharing the gospel. Um, and I think that those are some practical ways that we can bring it home to. Like, it doesn't matter um, what skin color, what ethnicity someone is. Uh, you build those relationships and, and you spread uh, the gospel message to whoever comes your path. You know, look like how Sway said, pray for an opportunity. If you see someone busted, you know, with the tire on the freeway, pull over. Who knows? Who knows what you're gonna get? You know what I mean? Hey, let me help you out, or whatever the case may be. Uh, to bring it back to that first love, that your first, that first excitement that you had with the Lord, that you know that whoever came your way, you're gonna share the gospel with them. You know I, what I mean? I think I think that 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 draws us back to Amago Day that we are created in the image of God. Yeah. And it only calls us to now be creative in wherever we are at. God created all things around us, everything that we see with creativity. I mean, I, I can't even think about some of the things that I see around me or even some of the animals I look up or the things that my son tells me that he learned about some animal that does this or whatever. I'm just like, man, I can't even think about that. And even too getting into anatomy my wife is is in nursing is in nursing school and some of the things she shares about me i'm just like man like how does that even work in the human body <laughs> and and but but nonetheless let us that this the, the practically in in our individual lives it is calling us to be creative where we are at how we're going to bring the gospel to this person how are we going to demonstrate it to to these people around us it is calling us to be creative in our circles that, that God has placed us in, that we would go and preach the gospel because not everyone's going to bring up the gospel the same way everyone else does. We can't all, you know, we can't all just take the template from Ray Comfort. Sometimes we have to switch it up a bit, depending on conversations. We have to switch it up. We have to bring different illustrations, different images to light and that's why i think man uh, we could see the gospel in a lot of things that we see played out in our lives we see it in in you know planting trees we see it in the family we see it in um star wars st <laughs> uh star wars i mean we, we could use anything to to illustrate to to lead us to that gospel message so let us be creative in in wherever we are at yeah amen amen praise the lord yeah and i guess since uh, we are for Christ Cultura, and then one of our segments is 
theology for your back pocket. Ooh, say that. I am going to share a verse from uh, Revelation 5, uh, verse 13 through 14. So here Paul is talking to the Galatians about the freedom of the Christian. And so I'm thinking about like all... I've been like thinking through the confessions, the Westminster confessions and like Christian liberty and how, how a lot of times like we see our Christian liberty to just like, um, like as a freedom to do whatever we want because now we're Christians. But the way that I've been like, le- like just studying it is like we are free from the yoke of slavery. So if before Christ, we would, uh, our, our slavery to sin look like I'm seeing myself better than my brother. Now my freedom in Christ is that I no longer have to like, I'm no longer a slave to that sinful fleshly desire to like see someone else as more than myself. Right. And so verse 13 says, for you were called to be free brothers. Only do only don't use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but serve one another through love for the entire law is fulfilled in one statement. Love your neighbor as yourself. And so, um, yeah, I guess to close us off, like going back to like our, the beginning of our episode, um, where we, we started talking about like the gospel and how the gospel is what like allows us to love God with our, with our hearts, with our mind, with our strength, and then love our neighbor as ourselves. And so it's like bringing it forth circle where we are, are now free to love God to love. Because, to love God and because now we love God and that that um vertical relationship was restored in Christ now we get to love horizontally um and so yeah just encouraging ourselves and uh as a practical way to like move forward with this like looking back at that first love and how that first love affects us to then love one another um like our name amen amen and and man that, that just reminds me of this scripture right here revelation 7 9 after this i looked and behold a great multitude that no one could number from every nation from all tribes and peoples and languages standing before the throne and before the lamb clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands Hashtag goals right there. That is the end result of the conversation right there. The the, the fall started uh, with with Adam and represented all people. Peter came to, to preach the first gospel sermon to all types of people. And then the end result is right here in glorification where we see mm-hmm. all kinds mm-hmm. of people with from every tongue, tongue, tribe, language, every area, every ethnicity standing before the Lamb of God, worshiping Unified. That's when true unification is going to come. It's in the glory of God himself. <laughs> and that's right there. So, gracias, you guys. Bro, this is Reform Raza, all right? No, <laughs> no, gracias once again for hopping on, John. Gracias, Sway, Carol. Thank you for hopping on and just talking about these things, man. We truly appreciate y'all. Go catch for Christ Cultura on every podcast streaming platform. Go ahead and plug yourselves. Handle, handle. Plug your guys' self in right now. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess you guys don't want it, though. 
No, go catch. Yeah, like Martin says, catches on all uh, platforms. We are uh, catches. And uh, yeah, we brought the whole team. Uh, Martin and, and Reform Brasta and Justin and Victor brought me on. And I'm glad I brought the rest of the crew on here. So yeah, catches on, on Facebook, Instagram. We do Facebook Live. We were very interactive. And, and yeah, so for Crazy Cultura on all platforms, everything. There you go. Go hit them up. Go subscribe. If you're having friendly, I'll definitely um, go cheap steak hunting with you. That's real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so go subscribe to them. Go uh, uh, catch them on Facebook and Instagram. Go hit us hit us up, reformrasa.com, reformrasa at gmail.com. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Uh, we're on all podcast streaming platforms. Go ahead and and, uh, and shoot us uh, an email. Go ahead and hit hit that five star like button on on Apple Podcast. Leave a comment. <laughs> Go ahead and do that with for Christ's Cultura. Give them five star rating. Do it. <laughs> and do it. <laughs> oh man, I love that button, dude. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Go hit us up. Go hit them up. Do and it. We're, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead and do it, man. Listen to Chancellor Palpatine. Um, do it, man. Blasphemy! Whoa, whoa, whoa. you're in the wrong one. Come on. <laughs> so again, th- this is the end of the episode. Thank you guys for for staying for this lengthy episode to end the the conversation that we have been having. So man, gracias for all of you, and uh, I, I believe that's, that's it, it, man. That's it. All right, till next time. Peace. May God be glorified through the edification of the saints. I like turtles. Yeah. It's a demonstration of power. They can make all your cell phones ring with the same thing. Let's go. God bless America. God blessed America, but has America blessed God? Who's scared of the biblical answer? Hey, I got the answer, Sway. But what is left to say, though? They get offended every time that I say no. Acting like God the Father is evangelical. Acting like God the Son hates ecumenical. Acting like God the Spirit ain't working plentiful. Trying to bring conviction, showing that love is missing. They'd rather give me a meme than examine the American dream And so it seems, uh Or so it seems, huh I know it seems true, so in this sinful seed, bruh They'd rather form two lines than read between, uh Taking it back to Sheesh, young, have you seen her? She can't see herself, know what I mean, bruh Here's an example, remember Dr. King, bruh they said he was a socialist, a Marxist Was wrong on the gospel and slept with the adulterists A lot of believers, they found fault with his Bad theology and anthropology With no apology, dismiss him logically And these are the same people that believe in God's sovereignty So let's assume that all of that stuff is true And he is not a believer, the joke is on you know who That God had to use a non-Christian to show the church That we was wrong for letting slavery work Instead of Jim Crow, it should have been James, bro you clean his blood stain, bro I thought y'all doctrine was solid in Jesus' name, no I thought y'all was preaching 
gotta live in what you proclaim, no God had to use a non-Christian, man, I'm ashamed, bro You don't think that's what they are blaspheming his name for When you don't think it's strange, we saying the same things, bro That when it comes to race, the Bible says we abstain, though Just preach the gospel, cause justice ain't what we came for That ain't obeying the gospel, man, that's the gospel That ain't obeying the gospel, man, that's the gospel We got people believing that Jesus don't care So when we say believe in him, they just don't care We not obeying the gospel, man, that's the gospel We not obeying the gospel, man, that's the gospel We got people believing that Jesus don't care So when we say believe in him, they just don't care Uh, 